This is a download from BFM 89.9, the business station. And now we have a treat for sports fans everywhere. It's really important that professional athletes learn what uh, to say and how to deliver their message. You've got a great first half. Make sure you keep the ball doing the work. We're still looking to get it in the wide areas. First of all, it's the correct stadium design, but also the correct pitch construction. And that clash, that rivalry comes together with that traditional white blocked against that more modern contemporary neon color. All these events live on the programme. We'll continue to do our best to cover sport in the way that you like, backed up by our highly professional team. Grandstand starts now on BFM 89.9. Yes, it's that time again. It is time for Grandstand with me, Ross. Ross Yusuf. You and me. You must know me by now. We've done so many of these shows. Um, it is where we look at sport from a different angle. That's what I like to say. So this week, I was thinking to myself, how should we do this show? What should we do this show about? I thought, I know. I'll call, call up my good friend Marcio and, and we'll do a show about fitness. About keeping fit Staying fit And I tell you This guy He's built like a, An Adonis <laughs> He's about 6 foot 20 um, Welcome to the show Marcio Sebsal Well thank you for having me here It's a pleasure It's always a pleasure To see you Huss <laughs> He says that with Through gritted teeth um, Marcio is a Brazilian He's lived in Malaysia For 4 years now And you teach Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu. Yes, that's right. Among other things, right? Uh, uh, but one of them, what I do is I coach grappling. And, and grappling, it's, uh, it's grappling or Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu or submission. There's a lot of names that it goes for. It's, uh, it's a ground game that focuses on leverage and attacking joints and chokes. So, you, this, is, this is almost self-defense you're describing yes, to me. Yes, yes, definitely. Do you know why? Because... 95% of every street fight will go to the ground at some point. It so doesn't matter how skilled the people are. You see that in any kind of uh, brawl, you see guys will fall. So th- this, this is, you, you're talking about the science of fighting with somebody when both of you are on the floor. Yes, that's right. Yeah. And, and, but the thing is, the size won't matter. Why is that? I was just going to say, isn't it? I mean, if you and me fought and we're on the floor, your very long legs are going to be wrapped around my neck. Put this way, if you have a technique and I don't have, I'll be in a bad spot because you're not going to be, you'll be, uh, uh, as Bruce Lee said, you have to be water, right? Be water, my friend. So that means you're not going to go face to face and you're going to try to find a shortcut to finish the fight. You don't want to stay on a fight long. You want to finish that fight, right? You want to finish that ball. And for a smaller guy against a bigger guy, what's the best thing to do? Try to get this guy's back. So y- and, sorry, yeah. and go for his neck, and you're going to be able to put this person to sleep. You, you, you're talking about really hurting people here. No. <laughs> see? It's, a, it's all a matter of perspective, right? If I tell you, go for the neck, and you start squeezing, that person will sleep, and you don't have to even throw a punch. Okay. All so right. imagine, uh, uh, but put this way: I, I coach a lot of um, a lot of ladies, mm-hmm. and and if they are in harm's way and they have a chance to get the attacker's neck, they'll know what to do, which is just by putting basic technique 
they'll have that person, they'll put that person to sleep, and they'll be able to find some help. So you, you, um, you, you say you coach a lot of ladies in in Malaysia. I'm I'm interested. What kind of age group women come and learn Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu? Mostly, um, I would say that's the age um, average is around thirty-five. Uh, yep. So all of them, they are through studies. They uh, they went through all of that. They have families. They have kids. Um, they work normal hours, and they go to a class in the evening, and they are getting empowered by uh, learning self-defense technique. Put this way, it would be great if everyone knew self-defense and you never have to use it, right? So how how did you, how does a Brazilian guy end up in KL teaching Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu? <laughs> well, I've been in this part of the world for 12 years now. Mm-hmm. So Asia, it's home. Yeah, um, I live in, in other countries and whenever I am, I embrace everything that the country has to offer and, and I love it. And I love KL, you know, and... and I lived also in Jakarta and in Singapore, and for people out there that have no idea, this is like a, it's not as, uh, how to say, chaotic as Jakarta can be, Mm -hmm. okay, Mm -hmm. and it's not as tight as Singapore, Mm -hmm. so here we are like a... Almost Brazil. Gray area, (laughs) yes, which way safer that's the thing almost like brazil but safer (laughs) (laughs) that's a good actually funny you should say that i know three or four brazilian families who've literally upped their families and moved over to malaysia to live they they say same thing like you it's safer here it's easier to get ahead and and they enjoy it more and the weather is not too unpleasant for them definitely not definitely not it's um what i believe it's that you know um you have to embrace what the country has to offer, yeah. and and you have to take as it is. Yeah. If you don't like it, you leave it, right? Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. So if you're here, you embrace, yeah. and it, uh, the attitude has to be always the uh, the glass half full. Yeah. Then we're all yeah. happy. Yeah. 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 O- the optimist point of view. A- absolutely. Um, okay. So Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu. Do you need to be fit? to learn Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu? Definitely not. You get fit as you go, uh, but just as any fitness regimen, you got to start at some point, right? So, and with that being said, it's, um, it becomes more like um, you become a chess player with your body because that's a lot of counters. So, you have thousands of people teaching the same sec- technique in a different way and you're going to have to deal with someone reacting a different way so you have so an sparring session and some and you're getting used with yeah, sparring with yeah, one yeah. person yeah the next person will do that same movement or that same technique but starting from a different way okay so okay I, I i'm getting you now all right yeah. all right so uh, say someone like me takes up Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu tomorrow, am I going to finish the, uh, an hour or two later with bruises all over my body? Am I going to be limping to my bathroom going, uh? Definitely not. But then, <laughs> but then we're going we're gonna to have to go a little deeper in that conversation. Do you know why? Because there, there are good coaches and bad coaches, right? Uh-huh. So, 
Yes, you might go to. What's the difference between a good and bad coach? In in I mean, people won't know well, when they take classes. A, a, someone that understands um, progression, you know. I don't know you. You come into my class. I have to assume that I'm teaching a child, and that's what I have with me. So whoever I'm coaching, I'll coach my children the same way. Until you know what level they're exactly. at. Exactly. Then I'm allowed to. Then I can feel comfortable in progressing, and I know how far I can push that person. Not everyone it's comes to the gym to train to mm -hmm. be an athlete, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. You go to the gym to get a to get a little bit of a sweat yep, and, yep. And, and and to to get fit. Uh, but the good coaching, the bad coaching, it's not just martial arts, right? It's uh, any. In, yeah, uh, yeah, any yeah. walks of life, yeah, so we're going to have good bosses and best bosses. Oh, no, uh, and bad bosses, you're going to have good yeah, coaches we, and bad coaches. We see in football a lot as well. <laughs> exactly, right? Yeah. World Cup time. Uh, okay. Um, does does somebody? I mean, I I look at you. I, I've I've known you for quite a while now. Uh, I know you're a supremely fit person. Is there a regime you follow? Do you, do you get up and do like eight thousand press ups, and then like? A two-hour ice bath. No, I like that you you you, you ask me that. <laughs> you know why? Because there's a lot of misconceptions out there. If you want to be fit, you gotta take the first step, which is, which is, look in the mirror, and change your habits. So no, I don't train that much. Why is that? During my my athlete life, yes, I used to train eight hours a day. But I was getting paid for that. And when you get paid to do sports, you're getting paid to perform, right? Otherwise, you're not going to sign the next contract. Mm -hmm. The next mm -hmm. season, you're mm -hmm. out. So what I do these days, I just turned 40. And I like to believe that I don't look my age. <laughs> you don't, mate. You don't. I was going to say 32. Awesome. <laughs> I'll take that. See? Friends forever. <laughs> so what I do, it's these days, is maintenance. I try to put at least 20 minutes of physical activity on a daily basis. Okay. Okay. I'm going to say, oh, but he's a coach. He does that every day. No, I'm there for, for my students. Whether I'm coaching volleyball, mm -hmm. whether I'm coaching strength conditioning, whether I'm coaching uh, a personal training session, I'm there for them. It's not my time. It's not my time to get fit. So I try to squeeze a 20 minutes a day, and 20 minutes a day, it's more than enough. Mm. It's more than mm, enough mm. for everyone. Uh, of course, I'm not going to say that uh, whoever is spending an hour or two at the gym, it's wrong. No. You know what? It's a, it's a lifestyle and people get used to that. Okay. Uh, I mean, in, in KL, in Malaysia, all across Malaysia, a lot of people go to the gym regularly and all that. But um, how much do you point the finger at people's diet in this country especially? Whatever you do at the gym, it's like 10 or 15%. You know, what you do outside, that makes a difference. You could have a great body by just having a proper diet. And of course, put a little walk, a little jog, that will help you. I mean, but you, um, you, you know the kind of food we eat oh, here in Malaysia, yeah, right? Yeah. You, you love know it. I, I know you um, love it. I do, but I'm always conscious about having whatever it is, kuramanis. <laughs> okay. Less or, sweet, I like or it. Or croissant. So yeah. it's uh, it's one of the things that we have to tackle these days. It's um, it's the sugar. You know, uh, there is no other way. Ah, but uh, 
everything has sugar. I can't escape that. You know what? I understand that. But there are changes that you can make. You know? Yeah. Like, yeah. you can have your tea without sugar. Yeah. Um, you can reduce your carbs. Yes, you can, you can have a more colorful uh, plate that has a bit more vegetables. You can have more fruits. And... And there is no excuse for not being able to do that. Yeah. Like, the biggest problem these days, uh, in my opinion, is that it's the everyone loves to say, I'm too busy. Mm. I'm mm. too busy to prep my food. I'm too busy yeah. to go yeah. to the supermarket. Yeah. Yeah. I'm too busy to put 20 minutes, to get 20 minutes to work out. It's not true. You know, you're not that busy. It's, you have other priorities. And you're focusing on other things. How can you be too busy to prolong your life? Exactly. Hey? Br- brilliant stuff. I tell you what, we're going to go for our first break. Marcio touched on something earlier on when we spoke. He said, during my playing career. Uh, and let's find out more about that next. More Grandstand coming right up on BFM 89.9. Best Flipping Moments, BFM 89.9. A view of sports from every angle. This is Grandstand. And we're back. Thanks for sticking with us. Today's Grandstand is all about keeping fit. Staying fit, looking mean and lean as you get older. We're talking to Marcio Sepsam who is a Brazilian who resides in Malaysia. He stayed here for four years now. He teaches Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu, which is a form of, uh, we, we found out in part one, it's, it's, like, uh, it's, it's a form of keeping fit. It's a form of self-defense as well, isn't it? That's right, that's right, yes. But that is not how I, I actually met you. I met Marcio, uh, he was my co-commentator for a beach volleyball tournament that happened in Langkawi this year. And that's how we, we, we first met, um, commentating on volleyball. And you have a history in, in volleyball. Yes, yes. So volleyball was it was my first sport. I started playing volleyball um, when I was 14. Do all Brazilians play it? Uh, we have uh, put this way. You guys know Brazil most because of football and yep. soccer, right? Yep. Uh, on volleyball, we are top five for the past 20 years in all divisions. Wow. So uh, there's a, uh, we had a really good project and a really good support from the government um, almost two decades ago, or more than two decades mm-hmm, ago, mm-hmm. and that was a huge boom for the sport. So in this part of the world, how, how have you associated yourself with the game? Well, um, my, first, uh, my first trip to Asia it was actually to play in the Indonesian league. Oh, um, as a volleyball player? Volleyball player. I played volleyball um, indoor. Th- this is, yeah, this, so this is on the court you're talking about? Yes. Court. Yes, yes. How yeah, hard indoor. is that on your knees and your... Well, it, it, it can take a two, but um, uh, when you're playing at that level, you came from, as I mentioned before, right? That's a really good progression. Mm-hmm. So you prepare for that. And you have a team behind you as well. You have a team of doctors. You have a team of, of good coaches and, and trainers that are helping you to stay fit. So you came over here. You played for an Indonesian team. Yep. How did that go- turn out? It was one of the greatest experiences I have. You know, it was my first time came 
coming to Asia, not speaking English, uh, not speaking Bahasa Indonesian either, and and the country received me with open arms. Uh, we did quite all right. Uh, it was a short competition with a short contract, only three months. Mm -hmm. uh, it was. It, it's still happening in Indonesia every year. It's called Pro Liga, mm -hmm. and each team it's allowed to have two foreigners. Okay. At that point, it was me and my teammate. Uh, it was it was an Australian player, good friend called Nicholas Mortner. He was from the Australian national team, and and we are the expats mm -hmm. on that specific team. So from that, um, I went to move to Singapore. Two or three years after, mm -hmm. so went back to Brazil. Then I competed in New Zealand, mm -hmm. and living in Singapore, I managed to to get involved with the volleyball, with the volleyball association of Singapore as well. Mm -hmm. I organized one of the biggest um, beach volleyball competitions in the country, which was uh, won by Malaysian national players. No way. Yes. Uh, okay, which leads me to my next question: What is the standard of volleyball in in Malaysia and Singapore? Well, um, it has a lot of room to grow. It's very much at the early stage. Yes, yeah? yes it is. Uh, and and um, in Singapore, there's a bigger um, project going on mm -hmm. right now. Mm -hmm. Actually, this weekend, it's the World Two Two Stars event happening in Singapore. Okay, I mean, yeah. j just to clarify, they're, they're rated one star, two star, three star, all the way up to five star. And and that's how good a team is. A Br the Brazilian national team would be a five star team, correct? Exactly, yes, that's right. So we, we in Malaysia, we're, we're somewhere between not and one star. You could say that because <laughs> it, it, the sport is still developing, you know, but it, it has... Um, uh, what it's needed, it's more support. It's support from not just from government, but from the, the private sector as well, because that's what happened with us in Brazil, as mm, you can see. Mm. Um, we have the support of our national bank. The national bank, that helps. Yeah. He's showing me his uh, official volleyball top. I mean, we, we, we don't get that. Here, here it's not even considered a proper sport, really. I mean, it's more like a pastime here, right? But that will change. Yeah, I believe that's not just not just talking about volleyball, but fitness itself in Malaysia, um, it's booming. Um, of course, there's a lot of misconceptions out there, uh, but the market, it's there. Mm. And, and as we mentioned before, beach volleyball turn, uh, uh, tour mm. in Langkawi, right? Yeah. It was yep. second year yep. in a row, that and, was that, and that says a lot. That was good quality volleyball you, you and I worked on. Do, do you miss playing? I do, I do. I do miss playing, but um, um, at the same time, I enjoy all the sports that I do as well. So I've, I'm still doing my grappling. I train our knees, which is a Filipino martial arts with sticks and knives. And, and I do throw some punches. I'm not a good boxer, but I, I enjoy a bit of boxing as well in Muay Thai. So you, you like the contact stuff? I like the physicality. Yes, yes, you can say that. And, and, and people... Should I mean? Can anybody do it though? I mean, you, you know what I mean. Some, 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 some guy who's a little bit overweight in a bank listening to this now go. You know, I might want to get into. Do Do they need to go and get checked out? And 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 before you do all this sort of stuff, is this something that that anybody can take up? I would say anybody. Yes, but then you have to find a place that it's actually has credential coaches. Okay. Where place. do you work? 
Are you are you associated to to a particular? Uh, yes, uh, but you also freelance and you do a lot yes, of work, right? Yes, all of that. Uh, but anyone can take any sport. It's just a matter of access your um, your limitations. Mm. But the biggest problem is that the limitations most of the time are in people's heads. You think that you can't do that because your goal is to be. You are looking at the world champion doing something that it's out of this world. You don't have to aim for that, mm, mm, right? Mm. So if I'm out of shape, I'm not gonna look at some someone like Usain Bolt and and try to do the same because that's not. That's uh, just not on. That's just not, not many people can do that. No. Exactly. Yeah. No. Uh, but one thing that it's uh, it's really important is that you go through that. Stepping on the gym, uh, uh, stepping on the gym can be overwhelming, right? Yeah, yeah. You're going to imagine that everyone that is fit and yeah, everyone has yeah. been working out. Now, everyone is started from zero. Everyone is starting the same way, right? Well, I mean, I, I walk past a lot of gyms. There's a gym downstairs from from this in this BFM uh, uh, building here. Anytime gym, you you go there yes, a lot. Yep. Um, I don't know. I, I I sometimes I see people in there. I, I see them sweating and all that, and and. I see them going at it, and I think, you know, I I, I don't know. I, I I've always, me myself personally, I find I need to to chase a bit of leather about a ball. I I need that kind of thing for me to do sport. I can't. I'm not one for for running on treadmills or. Okay, uh, but you don't need to. You don't need to go the indoors to do that, right? But. A 20 minutes running outside is different than 20 minutes on a treadmill. So you're going to go against the wind, you're going to go, you're going to be running or jogging in a mm, different mm-hmm, terrain that's mm. going to active different muscle groups, and that's a good thing. But you need to be prepared even to go for your Sunday football match. Yeah, right? That's, that's a because good point. Because we see people playing for 10 minutes and they have cramps and, and they're not mobile and. People can even pass out on the field. What, what's the number one tip you can give somebody who all these amateur sportsmen out there who do weekly sports? I mean, you say things like warm up. What 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 should the first thing people do? It the first thing is do something throughout the week. Don't wait for the weekend. Like that that that's it's going to the core of the problem. You know, it's if you live in a in a building and it's five floors, your workout could be going. Up and down stairs, once or twice. Hang on, hang on. I live on the 15th floor. I can't. I park in B2. That's 17 flights of stairs. That would be crazy. Well, or you can just you can just go downstairs as we're in the building and start working out. But my point is, yeah, I know you don't have to go the 15 floors, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you still can have. So you're saying do a little every day. That's it. Consistency. Consistency is key. As I told you previously, I don't work out for hours. These days, I do maintenance. And, of course, I eat properly. I try to, out of seven meals, at least five will be home cooked. So that could be the goal. So you you eat healthily. You do all the steam stuff and the boiled food. Not really. You, uh, I I believe in balance. Good, good. Oh, I'm glad you said that. I'm glad. Yeah, you said that. yeah. because you know, one of the things that that put pe- people away from starting their fitness journey is that there's a lot of misinformation there. So mm. you go, you're gonna talk. You step to a gym and you're gonna talk to a trainer, and 
and this guy is going to tell you, you got to eat this and this, and you got to do this way and this way. We're going to do three, three of this, three twenty. But you know what? You don't need to do that. No, because he doesn't know where you're, what you're, what level you're at, or no. anything, right? No. What I tell people when I they start training with me, hey, how many meals a day you having? Oh, I have only two or three. That's the first. That's the biggest mistake. So you gotta eat more, but small portions throughout the day. At regular times. Regular times. So don't go three hours without a yeah. meal, okay. because that is gonna help you to increase your metabolism, especially if you are over over thirties. You, okay. you, you've just described majority of the working population of yeah. Malaysia. Exactly. Do two you know meals I mean? a day. Three meals <laughs> a day. And the problem with those three meals a day is that that's binging, right? Yeah. So yeah, putting, yeah. I'm gonna illustrate here. And, if you're having a big meal, you're making your stomach to get used to that size of meal, right? I, I love my spinach binge. I do. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I tell you what, Marcio is not all just about keep fit. Believe it or not, you may have seen him on the silver screen. We're going to find out more next. More Grandstand coming right up on BFM 89.9. Brainy, fancy material. BFM 89.9. Sit back, talk sports, and play ball. This is Grandstand. Welcome back. This week's Grandstand, well, we, we, we're looking at, at keeping fit, at staying fit. We've even thrown in a little bit of self-defense in there. This week's guest is Marcio Sepsam. You're still with us. I'm, I'm happy about that, Marshall. You haven't, I haven't scared you yet. You, you're not running away yet. Oh, no, 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 no. <laughs> I'm, I'm glad to be here. It's a good fun. Now, Marshall, I understand uh, if, if you follow him on, on, on social media, especially on his Instagram account, you, you will see that the man also is an actor, is a model. Uh, you, you've appeared in 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 TV films. Uh, you, you, in fact, you're in a Hong Kong movie. Let, let's start. How did all this start? <laughs> I mean, first of all, you're telling me you're a volleyball player playing playing in Indonesia. How how, how did how did acting modeling come into that? Okay, um, that's a really interesting situation, and it's going to sound almost like cliche, right? I was um, when I came to Indonesia um, to play volleyball. In one of the weekends that we had off, I was coming from lunch, um, coming from the mall, and there was in a place called Chilandak Town Square. It's a mall in Indonesia. And two guys, they came and approached me, and I couldn't speak their language, mm-hmm. and I couldn't speak English, and they start saying casting model, and they show me a lot of photos of people, and, and, and they invited me to go for a casting for, for um, an Indonesian campaign, and I was like, "Oh, okay." So I went so, to that. So, so to 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 cut that story shortish, you you had you you won you won that contract. You actually were involved in that campaign uh, in an Indonesian yep. uh, advertising campaign, but it's all kind of shot off. How did modeling for something lead to acting? Well, it's. Um, I tend to, to whatever I'm, I'm doing, I'm, I go a little bit further with my goals, right? Okay. So, and, and it's a kind of, um, it's the next step. Whoever it's involved in modeling, so you're going to stop doing that 
what actually you don't stop doing that. Clients stop asking yeah, for you, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but you need another bow. But you need another one. So in in acting was always part of what uh, um, uh, what I I used to do. So I what's, the, what's the first thing you acted in? Hmm. Apart from TV commercials, but the, the first first my, proper speaking acting. It was uh, an Indonesian movie. Uh, my first my first movie. It's called uh, Pirate Brothers, and and that I played the villain. I play I played the antagonist on that one, and. And I was alongside with a really a well-knowing guy. For if there's any gamers out there, um, he was the guy who that played um, Liu Kang in the first Mortal Kombat. <laughs> so wow. his name is Robin Shu. So I was alongside with Robin Shu, he's a Hollywood actor, and it was the greatest experience ever. After that, I've done Netflix shows, BBC shows in the UK. I've, I'm in two Hong Kong movies. Um, two Hong Kong movies coming. Uh, this year, one it's right now at the movie theaters. You can catch. It's called the Leakers, like the people who leaks information. Okay. Um, and yeah, it's. Uh, <laughs> I, I mean, how it goes. <laughs> t- tell us about it. So you 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 rub shoulders with international movie stars and all that. Well, it, it's it's a glamorous life. Is it as glamorous as us normal working people think it is? Well, it's it can be, but you know what? It's anything can be whatever you want. So I'm, I've been in this business. I've um, I used to enjoy way more being recognized by my skills in the volleyball court. Yeah, yeah. So what I do on entertainment, it's nothing but a job, and it should be like that, in my opinion. You know, because so it, it, everything it, passes. So your your serious stuff is still your serious stuff to you. Exactly. Yeah. Yes. I mean, yes. I I take pride and I enjoy uh, working in the entertainment business. Uh, I love that. I embrace the long hours. I'll never complain. I, about I was that. just gonna say that has comes with long hours. And, yes. But you, you're a bit of a weirdo. You like all this other <laughs> stuff. I do. You gotta embrace that. Otherwise. You gotta, you have to move to something else. I, I'll, I'll be honest, I haven't seen any of the movies yet. But as soon as we're done with this show, I'm gonna go <laughs> check one out. Ooh, who, who, so, who would you like to act with? Is is there is there what Bobby De Niro or? Oh, I, I can tell you that um, I there's a bunch of directors that I I really work, brilliant. I want to work. Ah, ah. You know, so um, uh, but um. Seen together, okay. Who would be? I think um, Will Smith. Okay. What? What? Would be what? Interesting. Okay. What kind of movie would you and Will Smith be in? Would it be a western? Would it be espionage, spy type thing? Would, would it be an MMA fight? Type it, it, it probably would be a, an action movie. Yeah. There's no way I can't escape from that. You know, I can't escape from that. Like I don't know why, but I'm. I'm, I'm, I'm having the, hard, the the nice problem of being typecast as the bad guy. <laughs> well, I'm six foot four, you know. You, you, yeah, you're pretty evil looking, <laughs> and, and like if you decided to, to give us your evil stare, I would be scared. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, do you, I mean, what what else? What else? What else is there you want to do? Oh, no, okay. Um, we we um, speaking before that uh, before about that. One of the interesting things that I've done mm-hmm. before mm-hmm. it's 
I, I did, um, I was on theater um, in Singapore, mm-hmm. and, and I did a show called Beauty Kings. It was written by uh, a guy, uh, a really, a really talented uh, gentleman called Dick Lee. Mm-hmm. And on that show in Singapore, I was naked on stage. <laughs> and and y- yeah. did you get stuff thrown at you by the women? No, 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 no. That didn't happen, you know. But it was one of the... Uh, for people out there, yeah, right, that yeah, you, yeah. you can't imagine how nerve-wracking well, that can I, be. Well, absolutely, man. I mean, okay, so a movie role comes up now and, and it says, right, Master Sapsam has to do a full frontal. You have no problems with that? That depends on the kind of project, right? <laughs> so you, you don't want to get out there if the pro- if that just doesn't make sense. So the whole thing about choosing roles is that who I'm working with, hmm. what kind of project is that? How serious is this production? You know what? Because yep. you're going to see a lot of bad movies out there yep. with with, with uh, uh, nude scenes for no reason. Okay. And I, I can even tell you, every movie that N- you Nudity watch is fine, but there has to be a, a, a plot or a reason. I'm going to give you a good example here right now. You know what? Whatever movie that you watch in these days with Tom Cruise, uh-huh. There will be one scene that he will be shirtless for no reason whatsoever. Because it's written into his contract, <laughs> isn't it? Is that the kind of thing you would do? Oh, I, I wouldn't mind. Oh, well, you know what? The goal is, is to be able to take off my shirt until I'm 80. <laughs> okay, so where's Marcio Sepsam going to be in five years' time? Well, I'm going to be involved with major productions, uh, international productions. Uh, all over the world, and and those productions will take me six to nine months shooting. That's where I'm gonna be. Are you gonna be yeah. based here now? Are, are you, are you oh, definitely, definitely. Yeah. Malaysia is your home. Yes. KL is your home. Yes, KL is home. Yeah, KL is home. You know, I, I have um, I have great students over here, and, and I don't feel like leaving them. <laughs> Pretty and stuff. and it's easy to be based here because KL is a hub. So it's a uh, the traveling, it's easy from here to anywhere in the world. Brilliant stuff. Any advice you can give people out there about general fitness? What, what should people who don't do anything try and do? I know you say do things in moderation, but do things a lot. What? Can you narrow it down? What, what is it? I mean, are, are you talking about five sit-ups a day? Are you talking about, I don't know, walking up? No, um, I'll go a little bit more holistic on that right now. And I'll say that um, you look at, the, at your loved ones and you just think that you can prolong your time with them. And that will make you think, you know what? If you, go, if you have a healthy problem and the doctor tells you you're going to have to exercise, you're going to make the time for it. So... There won't be an excuse that you don't have time because now you have to deal with that. So why not spend that time and perhaps that little money if you have to join a gym, whatever, mm. you know, and do that now instead of spending that money with but medicine th- in the future. Yeah, yeah, you're absolutely right. That can even be as little as cutting down a certain food. Reduce your sugar, reduce your sugar intake, reduce your carbs. You know, just reduce your carbs. That's that's one of the things. If you can't do much, reduce your carbs intake. Reduce the amount of rice 
in noodles. Brilliant stuff. I've I've enjoyed so much. I've I've learned so much as well in this hour. Master Sapsam, thank you so much for coming in and and talking to us. We wish you all the best. In I hope you will never run out of students. <laughs> and, and I hope Amen. I hope movie contracts keep coming in. They're coming. And listen, yeah. if they ever need an extra for someone really, really old and white-haired, um, you know, <laughs> I mean, you got my number, right? You probably would be would be the boss of me. I'll I'll be the muscle. You'll be the guy giving the orders. You, you're telling me I'm more <laughs> evil looking than you. Oh, that's <laughs> hey, thanks a lot for coming in. All right. It was a pleasure. So I hope everyone listened to us. Um, can take a little bit of what I say here, especially by just starting. Do something. Stay active. Stay busy. And do it today. Thanks a lot for listening. We'll be back with more on BFM 89.9. Bye-bye. Tune in next week for more Grandstand on BFM 89.9. Thank you for listening to this podcast. To find more great interviews, go to bfm.my or find us on iTunes. BFM 89.9, The Business Station.